0: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all of your custom apparel needs.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. My guest today is the PA announcer from the Sugarland Skeeters, Mr. Shane Brown. Shane, thanks for coming on today.
0: Hey, thank you very, very much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
1: So let's uh, start off with this. How long have you been with the Sugarland Skeeters as their announcer? What year to start?
0: I actually been there um, since day one. Um, running joke is I'm the uh, I'm senior veteran for game day staff, and uh, had a chance to to be there from the get go, and joined enjoyed every bit of it.
1: When did they get started over there?
0: Well, it was, you know, it was very interesting in 2012 is when the, um, when the season started. Um, And it was very interesting how I was able to, to get that job. They did open tryouts in the community for PA. And uh, I came home one night and my wife said, Hey, I signed you up to try out for the Skeeters PA position. And um showed up and did a um, a, a read at a, a theater in uh, Sugar Land Town Square and uh, ended up doing a read and then um, walked out on stage to the theater and met uh, Tom Gorman, who at, at that time was our uh, production director and a couple of members of the Skeeters front office staff. Talked to them for a couple of minutes, went home and said, well, man, that was a great experience. I, I had a lot of fun. I, I wish the best for whoever gets picked. And sure enough, they emailed me and send me back for, uh, for a second tryout. And, uh, this time they, they, um, they had us at a football stadium in Sugarland and they brought out each of the PA finalists one by one and had us work with people who were trying out for on-field announcing. So we were reading script and throwing information back and forth to each other. And, uh, while I was throwing it down to the on-field host who was trying out and he was singing happy birthday to a, to a fan, a guy walks up behind me, slams down a piece of paper next to me and says, this car has the lights on, announce it. And I turn around, I don't even know who the guy is. Come to find out it was the president of the Skeeters at that time, Matt O'Brien. And and uh, later on, I found out that he was doing that to see, you know, could a PA announcer handle information on the fly and be able to announce stuff that's not scripted and things of that nature got done with that tryout and thought man that was great that was great i had a great experience and sure enough they called about a week later and asked if i wanted to be the backup ba guy i said yes two days later they called back and said hey the guy we offered the job to just moved to dallas would you like the full-time job i thought about it for a second and i said uh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and i have been there ever since it's uh It was, it was a really neat story to, to be able to have that opportunity. I thank my wife all the time that she signed me up and and been there ever since.
1: So you had no idea the job was open. She just applied for it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I had been to a couple of their fan fest things. Um, you know, I mean, I was, I've always been a baseball guy. I was really interested in learning about the Skeeters had no idea they were doing open tryouts. And my wife evidently just stumbled on that information and said, uh, Hey, I signed you up. Your tryouts this Saturday. Be there at eight o'clock. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> all right. And so, he went out there and did that, and and uh, was very very thankful for the opportunity. And and I have said all the time that the uh, that the Skeeters and and now the Astros are are very kind people and very charitable because they bring people like me back. So I'm always thankful for uh, for them looking after
1: me. Okay, let's go to the beginning. Where where'd you grow up? And then, when you're when you're a little kid, a little boy growing up, wherever you grew up, what 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 did you want to be when you well, became an adult?
0: well, so so I grew up in Kentucky, and uh, so I've always been a Redsmith, grew up about an hour and a half from Cincinnati, um, and so really fell in love with baseball growing up. Uh, but ironically, I wanted to work in radio, I wanted to be a DJ, and uh, got a degree in communications. And uh, my first job out of college was at a radio station. Realized that uh, there wasn't a whole lot of money in radio unless you could hit one of the major markets. So I ended up getting my teacher certification and uh, had um, was teaching and uh, coaching and ended up coaching 10 years at the college ranks um, in basketball. And uh, and now uh, I'm, a, I'm a high school teacher here in Pasadena ISD. And Pas- where's
1: Pasadena at?
0: It's uh, it's uh, southeast Houston. Oh, okay. right in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've been uh, I've been um, a teacher and uh, coach basketball up until 2019 at Dobie High School and then uh, got out of coaching. Then uh, as my son was playing basketball and, and we live on a different side of town of Houston, I wanted to watch him play his senior year. So I got out of coaching at that time and uh, got a chance to be dad and watch him play and um, and have been out of coaching um, ever since.
1: How'd you make your way to Texas from Kentucky?
0: Well, I tell you, that's a a very interesting story. So um, my wife, Stacy, and I were dating. Uh, We had started dating. We were working at a church camp in Northern Virginia. Uh, We knew each other from junior college and started dating uh, one summer. And we had both just graduated, both gotten our, our bachelor's. And so... Um, Stacy had made it very clear when we started dating that she was going to move to Arkansas after one year. She's going to save money, go to Harding University in Arkansas, uh, and uh, was going to get her master's. And okay, that, that's fine. And so uh, it's very interesting. So a year later, she's moving to Arkansas and I'm moving her stuff down and I'm living in Kentucky at the time. And in all honesty, it, it was one of those things where Uh, You know, I didn't know exactly what to do at that moment. So, man, I I just remember, uh, you know, praying that, uh, you know, I was going to move to Arkansas. And if that's where the good Lord wanted me to be, so be it. And if not, let me know real quick so I can get back home as soon as possible. And um, it's very, very interesting. We moved to Arkansas. I have no job. I have no place to live. I have nothing. I end up getting an apartment in a building that a mutual friend of ours lives in. I end up getting a job at a local radio station in Searcy, Arkansas, KWCK. And while I was working at the radio station, um, the camp director uh, at the camp station I worked at had a brother who had a graduate assistantship at Harding University. His wife got a job there. He didn't need the graduate assistantship. The two brothers were talking to each other and the brother who was a mutual friend of Stacey and I said, Hey, I know somebody just moved to Cersei who might like that graduate assistantship. So they called and said, Hey, you want to go to school for free? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Boom, done. Got a master's degree. Um, ended up there for the year. So fast forward one year later, Stacy and I agreed that whoever gets a job somewhere, that's where the other would go. And Stacy applied to all these different Uh, Christian schools where she had family she had a Mm -hmm. grandmother lived in Baytown Texas so she applied to a a Christian school called Westbury Christian in Houston got a job there and so we were going to move to Houston so again a year later I don't have a place to live I don't have a job I don't have anything I'm moving to Houston and two days before school started uh, the uh, director at Westbury Christian called and asked if I wanted to teach speech and then all of a sudden I'm here so We've kind of joked that um, you know we're just a couple of hillbillies living in a big city. We thought we'd be here maybe four or five years and move back. Well, man, I'm telling you, I mean, I love Kentucky, and uh, they got some great people up there. But it's got two gears, slow and stop. And mm-hmm. I just, I've been in the big city too long. Now we love Houston. We've raised our children here. Um, both of our kids have, have gone to to school and to to college here. So this this is home for us, and and we're we're happy to be here and had no desire to go anywhere else.
1: So uh, tell me about the first game. We already we already skipped ahead to when you got the job with the Skeeters, but I, I believe you have an interesting story about your very first game. You
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so funny, that first game. I'll never forget. It's April 26, 2012. We're playing the York Revolution. That morning, I'm reading the newspaper. The Houston Chronicle has this big spread about the Skeeters. And Matt O'Brien, the president, who I alluded to earlier, there was a quote at the end. And he says, we're ready to go. And then he says, will the PA announcer say everything that needs to be said correctly? Will the Eagle Land is where where he's supposed to? I don't know, but we're ready to go. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we get there. We get to we get to the game. And of course, you know, I'm already tied as a tick. I mean, this is this is the first time I've ever done this. And Andy, um, Andy Echt-Baron is the manager for the York Revolution. And so we're going through the lineups. So I'm announcing all the names and I uh, um, and I mispronounce his name. And somebody gets on the walkie-talkie and immediately starts screaming. He got the name wrong. He got the name wrong. Tell him to do it again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I I try and correct myself. I get through the game. And the next day I go to school and everybody's like, hey man, how was how was how was the game? And I'm like, it's the worst thing I've ever done. That was the most god awful experience I've ever went through. I told I told Stacy after the weekend. I said they're gonna fire me. There's no way they're gonna bring me back you know, um, game two, uh, we were, we were playing and, um, and I entered, I said now batting for the skeezers and I introduced, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I introduced the player and Tom Gorman sitting back behind me. He looks, he stands up, he goes skeezers. Never heard that one before and walked out of the room. I'm like, Oh my God, that's it with it. What a great, what a great run. It was all three games. And then I'll be done. And uh, sure enough, they not only did they not fire me, but they were kind enough to bring me back, and have brought me back ever since. Since the reason why I say they're very kind and very charitable. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, I tell you that that first game miserable. I was miserable the whole night. It, it what was, year was that? That was 2012.
1: Because um, the the I don't know if you know this, but in in 1980s rap error. A skeezer was a girl. Oh, oh, oh. I think it was like a I think it was like a girl, you know, trying to I really don't know exactly what it means, but I, I just tell they call girls skeezers. I don't know if it's someone oh, trying great. trying to get with those rich rapper guys or not. I don't I really don't know what it means. I just know it's a girl.
0: Oh, that's great. Now now that I know that. Now now that just that just adds to the the joy of that story and why tom gorman had that look on his face like i can't believe he just said that now, <laughs> now i know oh yeah i, I yeah, think I've, I've had some of those i you know you talk about classic gaffes, man um we had kobe clemens playing for us and one night he comes to the plate by god that was roger clemens as far as the stadium was concerned and i'm like i can't believe i just said that you know and he's laughing as he's stepping into the batter's box.
1: You and said I'm, Roger hey, Clemens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now betting <laughs> Roger Clemens, and I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. I saw, so I go downstairs and I and I, I see him the next day, and I said, dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, hey man, don't worry about it. It was all good. I'm telling you, I mean, I I've done that before, and and it, and you know, and you know, I'm no Bob Ford. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm nowhere in that man's league. So I screw up quite a bit but the great thing is is that sometimes they don't catch it so i'm very thankful for that
1: for sure he talked he's been on here a couple of times and he talked about that like he he said even i think earlier this year last season i think it was earlier this last season the uh there was a team that had like a japanese pitcher that he didn't know was on the roster and he said, "You just have to say it with confidence, like you know what you're talking about, and just say it real loud, just say it real like that, mm-hmm. just, oh, <laughs> so people can yeah, understand like you."
0: Anybody that's seen the movie Fletch, you know, and when Chevy yeah. Chase would would make up these names, Mr. Sundelinum, you know, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's what I do, yeah, yeah. And, and they'd be like, "Hey, did he did he say you know whatever the name?" Is? Yeah, I think that was right. Oh, okay, oh, I'm with you. I'm, yes, that is exactly right. You just. You blow through that thing as quick as you can, but sound like you know what you're talking about. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so you spoke earlier about going off script. What does the mm-hmm. script look like for you? What, what is placed in front of you?
0: Well, so um, uh, Troy Young, who is our uh, game day producer, does an absolutely phenomenal job of keeping us organized. Uh, we've got a, uh, a program called Pro Scripts uh, that's, that's on a laptop right there that has um, all of our all of our reads all of our our pregame reads um, you know everything that we're doing in, in between innings um, all of that information is all laid out um, you know sometimes there's a there's there's arbitrary things that, that come about you know like someone who does have their their the lights on or you know we've got a, a child that's been separated from their parents so people will come in and and, and add stuff and You know, sometimes we have, you know, promotions or things that are going on where all of a sudden we need to add a name or we got first pitches. Hey, you know, add this name, take that name away. So sometimes there is that. But overall, everything is laid out and scripted. And Troy does a great job of making sure that we're all on the same page.
1: We also brought up Bob Ford just a few seconds or a minute ago. Have you have you had a chance to meet Bob Ford yet? You know,
0: I tell you, I uh, I met Bob Ford uh, right after the Skeeters um, had uh, had started their inaugural season. Um, I, I'm sure he probably doesn't remember this, but but uh, there was a charity softball game uh, right when the stadium opened that he was paing, and I heard that Bob Ford was there, and and I wanted to get a chance to meet him, so so I came to the stadium, introduced myself, and and uh, Bob was kind enough to to invite me to an Astros game. Uh, to see how they do things, I, I wanted to take some notes and learn from him, and and see what he did for his game prep and all of these things. And so, um, we emailed back and forth uh, over the next several days, and um, he let me know what day and when and where to be, what time. And I remember the Astros are playing the Cubs at the time, and so I get to the stadium. I've got my my passes. I've got everything, man. I, I'm 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 going to sit up with the big wigs, and uh, I go in. Uh, I go into the uh, production room uh, where they're getting ready to do the game, and it's not Bob Ford. Uh, it was the backup PA guy at the time, and just my luck, Bob Ford was sick and didn't do the game that night. <laughs> it's like that's that that's typical for me. That's Murphy's Law, man. And so, um, you know, I kind of introduced myself and then just kind of stood there for a minute and didn't really want to be in the guy's way because obviously he didn't know who I was or what my purpose was. So, I do remember that. Um, I left the production room and I had this media pass. So I'm, I'm in this room where, you know, I mean, all the TV and radio personalities are, and, and they've got this really nice spread of food and I've got the pass and access to it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make the best of it. So um, I ate like a King and had a great view of the Astros Cubs game. So I, I did make the most of that situation. So, and and Bob Ford, if you do catch this podcast, mm-hmm. thank you very much. I didn't get a chance to thank you personally for that, but, it was a good evening, nonetheless. Even though I didn't get a chance to meet you, so thank you.
1: So, how many seasons have y'all been affiliated with the Astros? Is this the first one?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, it is, and um, it's it's been a it's been a great experience. Um, you know, we we've had um, you know we've seen some um, major upgrades uh, with our stadium. Uh, the Astros have come in and done some really dynamite things. Um, you know, they've, they've come in and, and uh, uh, really, you know, given us some good tips and insight um, uh, in terms of, of what we do for game day um, uh, production and, and the things that we do. And plus, I, I got to tell you, it, it's kind of cool when uh, when I'm watching uh, the playoffs and there's Jake Myers and I can say, I introduced that guy. Or, um, you know, Jose Arquiti came in for a start, and got a chance to to call his name and Zach Grinke and, Man, Jose Siri, uh, you know, and Lance McCullers Jr. So, it it's it was a very uh, exciting experience uh, this past summer being with the Astros organization.
1: So, yeah, that was my next question. How how fun has the season been? Actually, it's kind of a little different. How how fun has the season been? Because I'm sure you become a fan of the team. You know, being the PA announcer for them. But they were really good this year. They had a lot of good players. They they did really really well, and I don't think there was any sort of playoffs. But I mean, they had a successful season. It was a, it was a good year there.
0: It really really was. And and I would tell you, offensively to start the season, they were just absolutely mashing the ball. And I mean, it, you think about it. Our starting outfield uh, all all went to the big show. You you know, Jake Myers, Jose Siri went to the Astros. Well, that's who was traded, Brian De La Cruz, to the Marlins. He's their everyday right fielder. You know, we had Abraham Toro, uh, who got dealt to Seattle. He's their everyday second baseman. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we could flat knock the cover off the ball uh, throughout the season. And then Jeremy Pena um, gets moved up to AAA. And I'm going to tell you, that guy hit some moonshots that uh, were very impressive. He has got uh, a stick. That uh, I'm going to tell you, he he's going to he's going to have some highlights in his career with with uh, with some of the swings that he can take. I mean, he's just you can just tell he's just a gifted hitter. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it is. It's one of those things where, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I grew up near Cincinnati, so I've always been a Reds fan. Um, But man, now that you kind of have a dog in the hunt, you know, being a part directly a part of the Astros affiliation. You really start paying a lot more attention to the organization and the team, and uh, I, I tell you, I, I became a huge fan uh, of this group, and uh, you know, a huge fan um, of the parent organization and watching the Astros play. And then to see our guys go up and then make an impact, uh, it, it's 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 really it's really a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, that's something I try to to tell other people. You know, when they say why don't you get a new team, you know, something, you know, you know what happened with the team. And, you know, I wouldn't be a fan of them if my team did that. And it's like, what do you want me to do? And it's, you, you really get attached to these guys because you see them get drafted. You see them go, you know, through Fayetteville and all that. And then Corpus and Sugarland now, and they make it to the big leagues and you just feel, you feel attached to them. You actually feel like, not that you know them, but you know, it's just not some stranger from another team. And I actually had one of the, one of the kids from Corpus come over and he had lunch with us on Saturday. And then, well, earlier in the season, well, it was actually at the end of the season, but he came over on Saturday and had lunch with us and, you know, chilled out and enjoyed the, and enjoyed the couch and the television, you know, getting out of the hotel room and, and so we went Saturday, Sunday and he played and it felt like we were watching one of our kids play. It was exciting. So that's totally I mean. understand.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, you, you, you do, you have some kind of a um, uh, connection with them and, yeah. you know, and, and that's the great thing about, about all ball, our uh, ballpark, our stadium, our setup, um, you know, uh, Lance McCullers jr. Comes and pitches one rehab assignment. That stadium is packed and the energy is incredible. Um, you know, um, or Kitty comes in from Valdez, all, all these players and, and, you know, Bregman, uh, was there for, for several games oh, yeah. um, and, and, and people get a chance, you know, it's one thing to see them on TV and it's another thing to be at the ballpark and, and they look like a little ant down on the field, but when you're right there and you get a chance to see them, I mean, really not just watch them, but see them play. Yeah, Um, it just kind of develops this whole different sense of connection. And I think that that's what we really give people in Houston that they never had prior to this season. You know, an opportunity to really connect. I mean, I guarantee you a lot of people in Houston are rooting for a Jose Siri or a Jake Myers more so than they would if they were still playing in Round Rock because they've been right there at the ballpark. And they've been 10, 12 feet away from Jose Siri
1: yeah,
0: uh, or Jake Myers, um, you know, and Abraham Toro comes back to play and they've seen them, you know, up close and personal. And I, I really think that offers an element that a lot of other fan bases in major league cities don't get a chance to appreciate. I, I think I heard this and I want to say this is right. Our AAA affiliate is the second closest affiliate to the ballpark of the parent franchise in Major League Baseball?
1: I don't yeah, know. I would, starts, I would assume it's got to be one of the closest ones.
0: Yeah, we're 22 miles from from Minimae. I mean, that's wow. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So you know, you you really do as a fan get a chance to really learn about your team, uh, see your team. Uh, you know, uh, you, if you're a big an Ast- Astros fan, you come down to Sugar Land, you get a chance to be right there, see who's coming up. And then when they play on TV and the call-ups are there, you're like, man, I, I know that guy. I've yeah. seen that guy. Yeah, it, 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 I, to me, it, it creates a whole different opportunity for the fans to be involved in a different level, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's another reason that you can't switch teams is because I can't, you know, I can't say oh, I'm, a, I'm a Phillies fan and fly to Philadelphia six to 10 times a year. You know, it's like, what do you want me to do, guy? Let Leave it alone. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> besides the game, which, which are entertaining because they're so good. Uh, what other entertainment is there? They don't have pretty good entertainment, like between innings. Is there any, is there any special thing that goes on at the Skeeters game?
0: Well, you know, we, we do a great job. I think with our with our in-game promotions, I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, again, um, um, Troy really um, has uh, come up with some creative things that uh, that get fans involved. You know, because in between innings, we'll get fans on the field and be involved in different contests, um, which is which is uh, which is pretty entertaining. I, I think it, it it lends itself to create a a really good environment. And you know, I mean, we also do. Um, we, we, uh, we do a lot of post-game stuff um, with our fans. It seems to do very, very well. We, we actually had a couple of nights of um, professional wrestling after the games. Um, WWE um, superstar Booker T, who has uh, since retired, um, has created his own wrestling program. And he lives here in nearby Friendswood, Texas. So he's brought his company over. And right after the game, they set up the ring at home plate. By golly, there's some people there to catch some wrestling after the game, and hmm. we've had good turnouts for that. Um, we've had several post-game concerts uh, that we offer, and, and a lot of people stick around for those as well. And uh, um, I know in the off-season uh, we do a lot of great, great stuff. We do a Holiday of Lights um, uh, event that runs for like five or six weeks at the ballpark. It's a great thing for the Sugar Lane community. Um, we do movie night. So there's there's a lot of things going on at that ballpark uh, constantly through the offseason as well.
1: How about the giveaways when somebody goes to the Sugarland game? Do you most I, I saw a few of them this year? Y'all, y'all are pretty much getting the same ones that the Astros are getting. I don't know if they're a bunch of leftovers from 2020 when there were no fans or what was going on. But, but it looked like y'all are getting some pretty good giveaways.
0: Yeah. And it, and it has been pretty cool. I mean, you know, having that tie Um, you know, I know that uh, the very first game of the season, we had uh, Jose Altuve Jersey giveaways. Uh, that was really, really big for us. You know, it's also kind of cool. Um, you know, as soon as the Astros clinched um, the division championship, we had shirts ready and we had a home game that night. And, you know, we're announcing, Hey, those shirts are on sale. Grab one before you leave. Uh, you know, and so you got an inside track for the fans there to pick up some great Astros gear. Um, but we, you know, we've got a lot of giveaways that we do that are very, very popular in the middle of the summer. We have a parrot head night, uh, which I can absolutely appreciate because man, I am a parrot head and mm-hmm. uh, I'm all things, Jimmy Buffett, baby. So we got uh, parrothead parrot head Jersey giveaways. Um, and uh, we have a couple of uh, Jimmy Buffett themed bands that are playing after the game. That's always a major uh, giveaway for us. That's huge. And, um, you know, we've done, you know, all the series of bobbleheads. Uh, we do those as giveaways, and, and uh, they're very, very popular. So, yeah, we've, um, we've, been, we've been very, very fortunate. We've had some really good things that the fans really appreciate and keep coming back for, and they've been successful because, you know, we keep coming and bringing them back year after year.
1: So you say you're very happy there at Sugarland. love your job, love living in Houston. Do you have any aspirations of getting a PA job in Major League Baseball?
0: Well, I tell you, you know, you say that, and I have twice gotten close uh, to actually doing uh, an Astros game um, a couple of years ago. Uh, Brett Dolan, uh, who's done some work with us with the Skeeters, um, he uh, uh, he came and saw me. It was it was June 18th, and the reason why I remember that is they wanted us. They, the, the game in question was on June 17th, which was my anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, hey, listen, I just wanted you to know the Astros called yesterday. Uh, Bob Ford was out of town and the backup guy was sick and they were asking me if I could PA and I couldn't do it. But I, I knew who, who could. So he said, I was looking for your number. And by the time I found your number to give it to him, they, they called back and said the backup guy was going to plow through and do the game. <clears throat> he, said, um, he said, I just wanted you to know you know, you, you were that close to an opportunity. And wow. yeah, and I'm like, man, thank you. I mean, I was just flattered. Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, I did check with my wife. I would have gotten a hall pass from her. I would have been allowed to go. But again, they were playing the Reds. And man, that was going to be tough, you know, because, you know, being, a, being a, a, a born and raised Reds fan and Joey Votto announcing him and not being excited about it was going to be hard to do. So it it probably was a good thing (laughs) that I didn't do that game and screw that up. Um, And the second, the second opportunity actually came this year. Um, It was the last game of the regular season uh, and uh, Houston was playing the A's and uh, Chris Garcia called Troy and was looking for Ryan number and said, Hey, um, you think maybe Shane would be interested in in PA in our game today? And uh, Troy said, well, we've got a game here. And um and Chris said, Well, that answers that question. And Troy was like, No, we'll we'll find a replacement, you know, and and you know, and, and they were saying, Well, we we thought the Skeeters were out of town, that's why we were gonna ask Shane. If we knew you guys had a home game, we'd never mess with it. And I came in and Troy told me that story. He goes, Man, I hope that doesn't upset you. And I said, upset me. That absolutely flatters me that they would even remotely think about calling me to come and do that game. I was it that really, that really made me feel good. I was, uh, I had a, I had a smile on my face on that one that they would actually consider bringing me up to do that. Um, you know, I mean, if I ever was given the opportunity, I'd be a fool to say no. Uh, yeah, I'm a a baseball guy, love baseball. And, uh, any chance I have, um, to be able to be a part of the game, man, I'm going to seize that opportunity.
1: We need to get your number to the right person. So they yeah. can just call, call you straight up and then you exactly. can tell your boss, Hey, I'm going to go to Houston today. I need to, I need someone to take my place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're, that That's how it needs to be done. We're, we're going to have to work on that in the off season for sure. Yeah. yeah. I told we, them, we, they, they were calling for the lefty, but the lefty wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah.
1: yeah that, would, just, that, that, would, that wouldn't be fun. That would, I was going to say that would suck, but
0: yeah. You know what? Missed this opportunity. Yeah, to 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 not be able to do that. But again, I'm just I'm one of those people that that I I have to be honest with you. I mean, I I feel so very fortunate to be able to be doing what I'm doing. That, you know, when 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 things like that come along, if they don't work out, you know, I I still look at it as I'm grateful that they that they thought of me. I, I really am a glass half full kind of guy. When it comes to 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 what I'm doing here with Sugarland and working with the Astros, I I am um, I'm very fortunate. I've got a great gig. I get to sit in the AC and get paid to watch baseball. Are you kidding me? That's ideal. That's a quality of life issue, and I am thankful for it. Very very
1: thankful for it. What do you do during the off season? Well,
0: so um, you know I I I, I teach um, um, at Adobe High School in Pasadena. Um, I've actually been Uh, doing some more PA work. I have uh, had an opportunity um, to work with uh, Rice university um, and um, do some of uh, their various athletic events. I've done baseball Um, this, this fall I've done um, some soccer matches for rice and, uh, and have an opportunity to actually uh, do some of their men's and women's basketball games this season. I I do that. And then um, I also uh, broadcasting uh, high school games, uh, streaming uh, high school games for Vite Media and had an opportunity to do some play-by-play stuff with them um, during the football season and volleyball games. So I I stayed pretty busy. I I, my, I keep my ADD in check by, by constantly hmm. going, that's for sure.
1: Well, Shane, that's all I have for you today, buddy. I appreciate you coming on, and it was a real pleasure uh, talking to you today.
0: Hey, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, looking forward to a uh, to another great season of baseball coming up soon. It's going to be a lot of fun, for sure.
1: All right, guys. For Shane, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob
1: Fontenot.